Hey there, and welcome to the devotional. I'm Walter, the dyslexic bilingual hillbilly and pastor of the Rhine River Baptist Church. Today is Wednesday, May 24th, 2023, and today is our 143rd devotional. And yes, I did miss yesterday. I'm, I was uh, out pretty much all of, all day long, so I uh, didn't uh, have time to stop and, and get it done yesterday, but um We'll just pick up where we left off, and we were looking at how Christ was about the Father's business uh, when he was teaching us and giving his the Sermon on the Mount. And today we're up to Matthew chapter uh, 5, verse 21 and 22, and it says this, Ye have heard that it hath been said by them of old time, Thou shalt not, uh, thou shalt not kill, and whosoever shall kill shall be in danger of judgment. But I say unto you that whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. And whosoever shall say to his brother, Racha, shall be in danger of the council. But whosoever shall say, Thou fool, shall be in danger of hell fire. And as I look at this uh, command that Christ gave us here, uh, this one is a little bit difficult for me because, yes, I have uh, a couple of brothers. I have a sister as well, and I was not the best sibling growing up. Um, this this verse really strikes home to me because at one point uh, I did try to kill my brother and uh, probably my sister as well. Um, just got angry. I had a very bad temper as a, a child and um, I could be set off at the a moment's notice. And there was one time I uh, was angry with my brother. I picked up a pitchfork and um, it's only by God's grace that um, I didn't kill him. And yes, I was just a little kid at the time. And I've had people tell me, well, you know, God understands you were just a little kid. And my response though is, but that was who I really was as a child. I, I, at times, hated my brother. I hated my sister, and I wanted to kill them uh, with every fiber of my being. I wanted them to be out of my life. And you might say, well, that's just terrible. And how could you have been so bad? Because I'm, I'm a, a son of Adam, you, you could say. Uh, he had two sons that you know, he had more than that, but Cain and Abel, and I would have been Cain. Uh, I, I know that. I just, uh, when I read this verse, and, and the Bible is very clear, thou shalt not kill. Uh, I didn't kill him. He was bigger than me. It, it wasn't going to happen unless, uh, you know, something uh I don't want to say I got lucky with a shot, but, you know, it, it just, it could have happened easily as a child. And when I think back on it, I just shudder uh, that um, some of those things that I did as a child, it could have, have brought great damage and, and caused harm for many years. But um, when I look at this verse, it's not just the idea of not killing. Uh, I've had people that I've dealt with um, Hindus that have said, well, the Bible says thou shalt not kill. And yet 
you eat meat, you've killed something to eat. And my retort right back to them was, well, you're a vegetarian, you've killed plants. So there, and you know, they understand that that's absurd. Uh, what they're proposing, what, what it really means here is not to murder, not to take vengeance into your own hands and kill somebody on your own because you're angry with them. And, and the Bible uh, back in, in, in the law, it's very clear about this. In fact, there were cities of refuge. If you accidentally killed somebody, you could run to these cities of refuge. But um, here Christ is making this a little bit more specific. It's not just about not killing. It's not to murder. And, and Christ is magnifying the Ten Commandments here. Uh, he, he goes on, though, and I'm glad he does this because he goes on to say, uh, it's not just enough not to kill it, it's or not to murder. Because how many times, I, I can't count the number of times that I've talked to people and they've said, well, I'm a pretty good person. I haven't killed anybody. And we all know that's silly. That's not the standard of good. That's just what we're supposed to not do um, is not to kill somebody. But Christ goes on to make it a little bit more specific here. He says uh, not to be angry with your brother without a cause. Now, a couple of weeks ago, we were dealing with this in our Bible study on Wednesday night, and it was interesting because um, my daughter, she brought out the point, well, that's without a cause. And so what's the cause? Does Christ give us uh, an idea of what the cause is that we can be angry uh, the Bible tells us to be angry and sin not. Uh, what is a good cause for being angry with somebody? Well, maybe that they have chosen sin. Maybe that, you know, they've chosen to murder somebody. You, you could make a case for being angry with them. But it appears to me in this situation uh, that you're going to have to answer to that before God if you get angry with somebody without good cause. You better make sure that the cause that you have for being angry is good enough that you could answer before God for this cause. Um, he goes on to say uh, that if you uh, call your brother or say Racha to your brother, which is basically saying you're a worthless person, uh, you're a vain fellow, I think is the the term that I saw that was used, a vain fellow. Uh, why is that that God would say, don't even say that you're a vain fellow, you're a worthless person? Uh, I remember in basic training, uh, our drill sergeants would come in and say uh, things, for instance, that you're, you're lower than pond scum. Uh, you're this, you're lower than the the bacteria that the pond scum feeds on, you know, and they would just keep getting lower and lower and lower because we were, they, they said, you're worthless. You're not, you're not even soldiers yet. You're just worthless. Uh, my son and I were talking about that a little bit yesterday uh, of how the DIs or the drill instructors would, uh, drill sergeants would uh, come in and, and refer to us as either recruits or trainees. You're not even a person. You're a recruit. Um, but why in God's word does he say, don't say that this person is worthless? Well, because they're created in God's image. 
and every person that's created in God's image is valuable. Why are they valuable? For the simple fact that they are a picture of God. Um, they are created in his likeness and in his image. And when you see a person, I mean, even my new grandson, when you look at him, you can see God's fingerprint all over him. When all of my children, I've thought, when you look at them, you can see God's fingerprint all over them. And, and it's when we stop looking at a person as valuable that it's easy to take their life. And, and that's where we are in the world today. We have seen life as cheap because we look at life as an accident. Uh, chance happened millions and millions and millions of times over millions and millions and millions of years, and you just happen to be here. It's not that way at all. We are here with a purpose from God, and we are to glorify him. And when we look at a person, we say that they're worthless or that they are vain. Uh, we're really saying that God is vain. Uh, and then he goes on to say, uh, not to call your brother a fool or you're in danger of hellfire. Well, why is that? It seems like he has gotten so uh, picky about this. He's moved from murder to even looking at somebody and saying, you're a fool. I mean, how many times have I driven down the Audubon and looked at somebody and said, that person is a fool the way they're driving. Well, maybe they've got a reason for driving the, the way that they are. I don't know. I'm not in their shoes. They will have to answer to God for it. But in the very moment where I look at them and I call them a fool, I have taken the place of God. I have set myself up as God. And therefore, I have broken the first and the second commandment. And that puts me in danger of hellfire. And, and that's how specific Christ is with when he magnifies the law. And I think this is so beneficial for us. It would help us so much if we would start meditating on the law of God, because the more you meditate on it, the more you realize that not having grace with somebody is a form of uh, idolatry, you might even say. Uh, being impatient with people is a form of... Uh, of idolatry because you're setting yourself up as God and you're not having grace enough with them to say, maybe they have a reason for doing what they do and I'm not all knowing, so I cannot judge in this situation. So I think that's why Christ does this. And, and I'll leave you with three things. Uh, with this, he is magnifying the law. Remember that Christ is always magnifying the law. And he is helping us understand what God's standard is in the world. He wants us to understand the, the standard that God holds. It's not just not to do these things. It's the mindset behind them. Uh, if you think about it, when, when we're given the command, children, obey your parents and the Lord for this is right. Honor your father and mother. It's that honoring part that is so important in that. Uh, it's the mindset behind it. It's the heart attitude. And then uh, he is helping us to understand that we need to show a bit more grace to those around us because we have probably committed the same sin or the same act, you might say. Uh, and, and so we need grace. And where do we get grace? It's from Christ. 
He is the judge, and we need to come to him early and often seeking grace because we're guilty of the same exact thing. And we'll see that a little bit later on as we go through the Sermon on the Mount. So uh, thank you so much for joining with us today. And until the next time, auf Wiedersehen.